Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of The Learning Esthetician. I am Rated Lex, the skin chick, aka The Learning Esthetician, and I am here to navigate with you through our learning journey, which is continuous. Remember, never stop learning. Stop learning, stop the bag, and we're not here to do that. And if you stop the bag and you stop learning, you're not able to really give your clients the best care or really have the career that you can have. The more knowledge, the more you can expand and the more you're able to help people reach their goals and maintain them. And the more we're able to help people really have that skin health and have the knowledge and change the world one face at a time, one epidermis at a time. (laughs) And on today's episode, our lesson is 10 steps that I took while I was um, considering considering my next SD job. Um, I went from working at, when I got out of school, I went from Hand and Stone. I started at Hand and Stone European Wax Center as soon as I got out of school because I got the jobs before I was out of school. I secured them um, and was able to start working on my temporary license. So I actually had everything in order. That was one time I was like super proactive and productive. So shout out to me back then because I was on it. And I wanted to work at Hand in Stone and European Wax Center because at that time in the area I live in, there wasn't a place that you could both wax and do facials that were hiring. And I didn't want to wait. I wanted to learn both. I wanted to do both. So I had to split my time. And I picked a place that I know was going to teach me. So both of those places were going to teach me some things that I needed. And they had um, space for me. So I picked those places. After going there, I um, and I left there, I actually went and worked at a boutique spa. Um, I was there for a while and then eventually let go of Hand in Stone. And then no, no, I let go of European Wax Center first. And then I let go of Hand in Stone and was at the boutique. Then COVID happened. Um, That boutique spa decided to go in a different direction. And I found myself needing to find employment once again. I was going to go in the direction of trying to open um, my own. But I think God has something different with me. And I'm really just on... I really feel like, and I was upset at first, honestly, but then I had to look at life as a whole. And, you know, I'm pushing this whole look at you as a whole person and not just one part of you. And I realized that that was a love shot. God blocked that for a reason. And I appreciate it. And I'm going to take in the time and make sure I am ready because it's going to happen. Like I said, it's not an uncertainty if it's going to happen. It's just unpredictable right now on the timeline. <laughs> but I'm here to give you my 10 steps. Um, I realized that this, these were the steps that I took when I was um, trying to navigate through finding another place to work. So the first thing I did, step one, was a background check. Google the spa, the wax studio, the skin studio, the salon, whatever it is. Google it, the beauty bar, the suite. Whatever it may be, Google it. Chuck the reviews, see what people are saying. And I mean, just take a deep dive in and really look like deep. Check the reviews, what people are saying. Check what pops up. Check what pops up on Facebook. Um, look on their social media. See what type of social media content they put out. Check the people who work for them. Okay? Look at their Instagrams and see what they put out and see if anything is um, 
kind of standard or what things you can pick up and see what even type of people you're going to be working with. Do you want to work with the caliber of people that's at that place? So look at that and who works there and do a little uh, creeper or what is it, a bird watching, whatever. Do that on their pages as well. See if they have everybody switch over to like um, the same social media handles for business. So if it's like the spa's name underscore and then your name, see if you're going to have to do one of those. And quick tip alert real quick. If you do have to create a, um, if you do have to give them your social media name, create two Instagrams, have two. That way, if they want to do anything with yours because it's your name, you can always go back to your other one and you have a backup. So just from an experience, go ahead and do that. All right. Um, My next thing to think about is to say, let me look at the owner. Let me look at the social media they're putting on, what they do and the things they say, because do I want to work under a person they're portraying? So sometimes, you know, social media will show you who people are portraying to be, then you'll find out they're a different person. But try to check out the consistencies, and that's how you'll be able to navigate through that. But do your research on the person you'll be working for, because I am a big fan of the saying, the fish rots from the head down. And if that person you're working for is messy, then yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're unstable, then yeah. Mm-hmm. If they don't get things together and organized, then yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to make your work environment a little bit difficult. You're going to want to take a look at the service menu as well. See if they offer what you even want to offer as an esthetician. Also, you want to see if they have things that you would want to offer so that you can see you have place and room to grow. Because if they offer it on their menu, they're going to want the work. They're going to want their workers to learn how to do it. So find places also that have somewhere um, have things that you probably want to learn and don't know how to do yet, um, and as as well as the things that you do know how to do, and the things that you do have an interest in as well. If all they do is wax and you want to do facials, then you don't want to go work at the the place that only wax. So does the service menu have services you want to offer and you want to learn to offer? I also would tell you, look at their product line. Do you stand by their product line and the product line's philosophy? Do you get down with it? Do you like their products? Have you tried their products? Do some creeping on the product line they use and see how you feel about that. Because if you don't get down with their product line, then there will be no point of you working there. Do you like the process that your clients will go through to book you? Do you like the website that the, that for the spa? What's the spa's vision and mission? Do you know that? Does it resonate with you? These are things you need to do. Do a deep dive background check on the place you're going to work, on the people that work there and the owner and what they offer and how they offer it. And go for it. Which brings me to my next thing. Be aware of the environment. Go be a client there and see how it is for you. You only got to tell them before I started working anywhere. I just dated the places I worked at. Is what somebody, a client told me that before. Like, I was dating you. I was looking on your Instagram and seeing you and coming in and doing little things before I fully committed to you. And I thought that was the funniest thing. But go and see some of these places and see how it is before you fully commit to them. Would you want your clients to experience that? How did you feel when you were there? What did the environment seem like? Ask questions of the workers. Now, don't ask them in that weird, creepy way when you're trying to, it's obvious you're trying to dig for stuff. But just have a genuine conversation about the nature of that environment where they work. Do they like it? What's the uh, morale? Like, is it good? How do they treat the workers? Be conscious of that. 
My next thing to make sure you're paying attention to is scheduling. How does scheduling work there? Do, does it work for how you want it, your life to happen? Is it flexible? Do you control your own book or do they control your book? Do you schedule for yourself or do they schedule for you? If you need your clients moved, do they move them or do you? And do you have that option to remove? Are you able to call off without a hassle and it's just you moving the people in your book or somebody moving the people in your book? Or is that considered a call off? Are you an independent contractor there or are you an employee there? These are things to think about. How does, how, what is the, what, what is the, I guess, ecosystem for workers there? And does that work for you? I'm at a place now where I want to control my own book. If I want to block off March 26, then I can block off March 26 without having to ask anybody when some places you have to tell them, request it. And I don't want that. That's not where I am. My next step for me is to get to a place where I am in complete control of my book. And if I decide that I want to take Monday off for a mental health day, I can take Monday off for a mental health day and I have to explain myself to anybody. But when you work for people, sometimes that's not always a thing. Understand how scheduling works and does it work for you? And can, you, can it work for your situation now until you're able to evolve into a new situation? Understand the money is my next tip, Okay. When you're looking at the service menu, see how much everything is. Because if they only offer $50 facials and you want to be the six-figure esthetician, you're going to have to, it's not going to pan out. It's not going to pan out at all. If all they do, and another thing I failed to mention, if all they do is express facials or relaxation facials and you want to get into treatments, if they're not open to expanding to that or evolving to that, then you cannot work at that place. It is non-serving. When you're looking at the service menu, be aware of that. But back to understanding the money. See how see how many things can add up to make how much you want to make there. Be aware of the percentage. Is the percentage working for you? How much they want to give you? Are you going to be hourly there? Are you going to be hourly until you can be percentage? How much is the percentage they're going to take out? How much percentage do you get for retail? These are things to pay attention to. My next thing is what happens when you're ready to transition out? We always think about when we're there. So first of all, you want to think about before you get there, you want to think about your time there. But what happens when you're ready to transition out? What does that look like? Have that conversation. Do you have to have a contract that you can't work within a mile, um, uh, work within a certain amount of miles of said place? I know for me, when I first started working at European Wax Center, they have you sign a contract that you can't work X amount of miles within that, that, um, within that wax studio. So I strategically decided to work further out from wherever I would want to end up working later. And I made sure that I was able to work in two different places that were not clashing against each other when it came to the mouth. So you have to be strategic. But pay attention to what will happen when you transition out. Will the person that you work for be ignorant and bitter and make things hard for you? Because people are like that. Sorry to bust your bubble, guys. Some people are like that when you're ready to leave their place. They're not going to be your biggest fan. And there's some people that will help you. There are some people that will pour into you. And you'll you'll get that when you... Because that's not a question I think too many people get or think about. And it's not saying like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely out of here. No, I may be here for five years. But in that five years, when it comes to the end of that and I decide I want to transition out, what does that look like? 
Another thing to think about is education. Do they pay for you to continuous education? Are you going to get certifications under them? Do you get to take those certifications and that knowledge when you leave? I remember being in one of these Facebook groups and she has everybody sign a contract basically saying that what she teaches them is her intellectual property. And while I understand that, I feel like that is a dead cause. Because once you learn something and you use it, you're going to keep taking it and go. You can't tell me not to do something. Now, I can understand don't repurpose my content and try to create a whole training course off of what I trained you on, how I taught you. But eventually, knowledge becomes like a pool of your own knowledge. You're not always going to know where exactly you got that from. So that was a little bit like blah to me. But as far as education... Are they going to help you learn? Are they going to take you on these retreats? Do they have in-house education? Do they bring people in monthly? How do they make sure you continue to learn? Or is that solely on you? Do they pay for it? Do they give you a credit? Do they give you so much and then you reimburse? What happens for that? If you leave, do you have to pay them back for trainings you have taken underneath their watch? What does education look like for them? Are you going to be learning to be taught? Another thing to look out is make sure that they are insured. Make sure that everything in their policies are up to date, that they are following codes and laws and restrictions. Do you need insurance to work there? That's something to think about too. Do you have to pay for it out of your pocket or do they cover up to a certain amount or do they cover it all? Do they cover your tools? Also, you want to think about uniforms. What are you going to wear there? Do you have to wear scrubs? If you don't want to wear scrubs, then don't go work somewhere where you have to wear scrubs. When I first started working out, um, working in this field, I didn't want to wear scrubs because I had just came out of wearing scrubs at school all the time. And not even the like cute scrubs. We had the boxy scrubs that made you look like SpongeBob SquarePants in the body. So I didn't want to wear scrubs. But what did I do? Go work two places you had to wear scrubs, which is fine. I swallowed it because it was something that I could negotiate in my plan. But if that's a hard no for you and you want to dress cute every day and that goes with your aesthetic and your brand and your field, then don't go work somewhere you got to wear scrubs. Think about that too. And my next step and my final step is going to be, does you working there work into your plan? You should have a plan as an esthetician. It doesn't have to be extensive and detailed. If so, that's better. But if not, sometimes you just need to get out your vision your mission, your niche, your focus, and what you want to learn and how you're going to learn it and how much you want to make and how you're going to make it and get out there and get it done. But does your needs to make sure your plan comes to to life, are they going to be met at the place you're going to be working? Because you spend most of your time, a lot of your time, I'll say, at work. So you want to enjoy the environment you want to work at. You want it to be comfortable. You want to make sure your schedule is good. You want to make sure that the people around you are good. If you like to be held accountable, you want to see if that's something they offer there. Social media. If you don't like posting on social media and it is a requirement for this spa, then you probably should not go work there. Whatever their requirements are, see if they, they are okay with you. It is okay to say no to these jobs. Let me tell you, it is okay Because we so want to be the person for the job. But is the job the company for you? Is it your match? You don't have to morph all the time and and measure and give up things that you really, really want to to meet a job. I do feel like there's a time and a place to accommodate, let go, and negotiate. But sometimes you could say no to that job and just wait. 
or work at this job until you get the one you want, but be specific about what you want. You can negotiate at some of these boutique spas and other spas and salons and studios a better work environment or condition or contract for you. Don't be afraid. Just be clear and know what and be open to the conversation. These are a few steps that I took when I was getting ready to transition to the spa. I am now working at Steam Beauty and Wellness Spa um, in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And I'm happy there. This was one of the places where I did have to see. I wanted to see the what was the environment for the clients. And everybody loves it. The reviews were great. Um, I, t- I checked out the social media and that was a flag to me where I was like, oh, man, they don't post that much on Instagram. But when you go to Google and see the reviews or the or reviews anywhere else, you can tell that it's not lacking. So that's when it was okay for me. So that's what I'm saying. Do your research and make sure that you are okay with giving and taking and negotiating and bargaining. I also, she told, gave me a lot of freedom when I came to work there to be able to create things and create facials. And if I want to learn it, I tell her, I make it make sense. And then I go for it. Is this going to be the environment you want to work in to flourish? Remember, we want to flourish. If it's going to put a roof over your head, that's another place. Another reason why I didn't want to work anywhere that doesn't want me to grow. I want to grow. I'm not going to grow. go, go work anywhere that I'm not going to be able to grow. And the person, the owner doesn't want me to grow as well. And they don't have my best interests at heart. I am not going to work there. I don't want to work on a place where I have to look over my shoulder or feel like, you know, you don't, you don't have my career in your thoughts or in your plans. Find a place, but don't you don't have to say yes right away. Take your time. Research, background check, date the company, and see if it's going to be the best fit for you, not if you're the best fit for it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Learning Esthetician. It is always my pleasure to learn some things with you and share it. If you want to continue this dialogue, you can visit us on our Facebook group, The Learning Estheticians, where we just chat some more about what we chatted about this week. And other than that, guys, everybody, everybody, get your learn on.